Hi guys, welcome to a brand new episode of the Martechno Beat, a specially curated podcast series powered by Netcost Martech, where we talk to thought leaders, Martech influencers, and leading growth practitioners across industries and geographies, where they give their two cents on how brands can unlock new waves of growth through the application of both marketing and technology together. Today is a special episode. I have with me none other than Namrata Balwani, who is a marketing, customer experience, and growth consultant with over 20 years of experience based out of UAE. Welcome to the episode, Namrata. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Pradyut. It's good to be here. Uh, to give to begin with, uh, how are things there? Um, we live in unusual times. It's uh, bizarre. It's unprecedented. And uh, the need of the R is obviously flexibility and adaptability, but it doesn't take away the, from the fact that these are extremely uncertain times. Definitely, Pradyut. I think it's, uh, I don't know whether everyone feels it, but I definitely feel it's hard to think about business as usual when there's so much going on. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat. You've got to continue working. But this thing is always around you, right? So I, I'm just hoping that we can all pull through it, but always practice social distancing and stay home and stay safe right now. Very well said. And I think in that context, it's also important. We spoke about how we need to evolve as human beings in a situation like this. You mentioned very importantly that uh, businesses also need to evolve because uh, you know these and there's no playbook to operate in a situation like this no one is actually prepared absolutely absolutely i think what's also happening is that we are seeing that the the businesses that have been talking about remote work or been in the remote work space for a long time are now seeing a big change like if you i don't know if you saw the series of tweets by the slack ceo today right. but he tweeted what it's been like over the past three weeks Correct. and how their business is rapidly changing so some of those things were much needed mm-hmm. but yes a lot of companies have been caught unawares and it's it's obviously difficult to adapt to work from home, figure out how it works, but also try to innovate to stay in the current situation at the same time. So it's definitely a hard time for everyone. True. I think the name of the game in a situation like this is adaptability while maintaining your competitive edge. Uh, So yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's the way forward for businesses. And the fact that, you know, this is happening across geographies and across industries is again, food for thought for senior leadership and management. The, the the one big thing that I do see coming out of this is how much businesses that have traditionally been much more offline mm-hmm. definitely need to have a consistent and reliable online presence that goes beyond uh, pure marketing. So right. Marketing online, of course, but having a product or your service in some ways that adapts to the online world is something that, you know, that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely going to be a big change in how fast it's adopted now. Right. Very true. I think a very valid point there. And that actually brings me to my first real question of this episode. Um, You know, we've seen how businesses grapple with uh, unifying their data across online and offline challenges, uh, channels actually. So what do you believe are some of the most common challenges that brands or companies face while implementing 
actionable insights from granular data with regards to their marketing or personalization efforts? Right. One of the big challenges is very simply, I think, with a lot of traditional businesses that also have online presence now is having firstly enough historical data because trying to extract it from a lot of legacy systems right. has its own level of difficulty right and once you extract it you know the the fact that to build a single customer view you need significant investment in understanding what is your data telling you what is a unifier how do you how do you decide what is a unifier of your data mm-hmm. uh, and then what are the tools and technologies that you need to make that happen is is of course one side of it right. but i think another critical side is uh, you know just in terms of having the right skill sets in mm-hmm. companies and people being able to understand how data drives a lot of decisions you make today right. and this is not uh, you know it's not data just from the perspective of marketing but it is about saying what can a person who's typically been implementing marketing campaigns and maybe has not relied on a lot of real time data be able to adapt to you know how do you set up customer journeys for real time data adoption as opposed to historically what marketers have done in other media which is rely on in in effect historical data make decisions implement right. something and today you have to be able to change every day mm-hmm. uh so that's another challenge and i think the third is that you know as much as marketers are and companies are trying to understand the customer journey it is shifting mm-hmm. all the time true very true and the newer technologies uh, whether it's voice uh, technologies or whether it's a lot of ai implementations that are changing the way customers are also behaving right and it's pretty much like you know trying to uh, run a race while trying to think things up all at the same time so those i think right. are the three big challenges okay and uh, how would these challenges vary for a market like uh, the uae would they be vastly different from what you would see in other emerging markets um i wouldn't say they are vastly different but this is also a market that typically the share of online and ecom has been lower compared to other regions right. in the world right it's changing now but so far it's been lower and the second is that also these are uh, these are uh, you know the some of the emirates are very heavily driven by retail and mm-hmm. footfall into malls correct and those are the uh, big changes that need to happen so for example since we've been talking about the current situation mm-hmm. dubai mall has decided to partner with noon.com and, and okay. create a complete online storefront for their businesses you know that are housed okay. in dubai mall okay. but so far a lot of it has been uh, very uh, uh, physically driven and so here the big challenge for most companies is building a single customer view okay. because it's fundamentally hard to do still right correct and um, yeah that's what uh, in a lot of my conversations with uh, industry insiders from that market we've seen the transition of a lot of traditional retail physical businesses that are now moving into the e-commerce space gradually and i think uh, this particular yes. outbreak and pandemic will only exacerbate that particular situation where they would have to rely on online channels to drive sales Yes and I you know just to add to that see a lot of retail businesses have had 
their e-com channels. Uh, certainly, right. the most of the bigger uh, companies that operate here have had e-com channels. Right. But it is the linking of all their data, mm-hmm. you know, the physical data, the loyalty program data, Correct. and the e-com data together, Correct. which is a challenge for them. Correct. And that essentially means that it opens up uh, the requirement and the potential opportunity for the implementation of customer data platforms in a situation like this. Definitely. You know, a couple of years ago, DMPs were something that uh, several large companies here did invest in. Mm-hmm. But over time, as we've seen the move to privacy and the fact that first party data is becoming more and more important, right. uh, CDBs are definitely the need of the hour. In fact, I've done a few presentations to corporates here mm-hmm. now talking about uh, CDBs, what's the role of data, how should they look at it, and so right. on. You know? So it's, it's definitely a point of interest, and I see this across industries. So mm-hmm. whether it's, it's not only, ba- uh, let's say, retail, but uh, banking, obviously. Right. Uh, and it was hospitality until, of course, uh, you know, we don't know what is the state of the hospitality industry going to be going forward, but it was definitely a big area of interest there as well. Okay, okay. And um, that actually brings me to my next question. We spoke about the key data challenges that businesses do encounter. And um, it brings me to ask you, what do you think uh, is the significance of delivering personalized customer experiences in today's market um what do you think or rather how do you think businesses can go about delivering those seamless user experiences across channels and platforms Personalization, sure. uh, you know, initially personalization used to be about recognition, right? That this right. company or this brand recognizes who I am, right. they recognize my past purchases, they recognize what's important to me. But mm-hmm. that's, I think, a very basic level of recognition and personalization. Mm-hmm. When you look at what actually customers want, right. it is personalization that helps them through the buying journey Correct. right so it makes it either easy to complete the purchase you know we already know what you typically buy do you want to reorder these five items for example right. or uh, it could be another example if a grocery startup today knows that i've never bought any meat products right they don't need to give me coupons for meat products right Exactly, which traditionally retail has not been able to do because when they hand out coupons in store, it's just a standard coupon. It's not based on anything. Uh, And the other part of, uh, you know, personalization is saying, does it reward me or does it teach me something new? These are all areas, I think, where brands need to move towards. Uh, Most companies today are still doing what's called, let's say, field insertion, like your name, your past purchase, the amount maybe you spent the last time. Correct. Or it's rules-based segmentation. Right. And this is the kind of personalization today that even companies who, you know, of course, there are companies who have not adopted even this. Right. But this tends to ring hollow today. And what True. needs to change, I think, is what is called predictive personalization. Correct. And of course, for that, you need a whole host of data. You need uh, you need a recommendation engine. And True. you need, a, you know, a real-time optimization and segmentation. Right. And that, to me, is true personalization rather than just sending me a message saying hey we missed you correct because to me that kind of message is everyone sends that kind of message so what's the big relevance of that that's true that's true because that basic generic level of personalization as we've also seen just doesn't cut it in this market anymore because your customers need demand greater relevance and context and unless you're unable to do that as a brand they are willing to you know part with their screen share wallet share 
and with their uh, you know mind share and go to other brands yeah and just to give you let's say an example of that and how sure. of course these are tough times and everyone's been caught unawares by tribe so i'm not being critical of any brand at present right uh, but uh, just as an example that you know the gyms uh, in this re- region were shut down a couple of uh, you know maybe 10 days ago or so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they announced a closure of the gym right and then a couple of days later i got a message from a gym chain that said as the first three words we miss you Oh okay. And then talked about <laughs> logging into their app uh, you know for workouts. Right. Now that first part we miss you was not relevant because we all know that the gyms are closed. Correct. The better way would have been are you not able to work out at home log on to our app now True. or something you know True. so these are just small things but they make Correct. a difference. No absolutely because while the experience is you know every brand is trying to build a personalized experience there's so much that they can do with regards to the messaging also. personalization uh, can change drastically if you are able to do real time uh, segmentation and real time analysis of what people have done in the past right. and then relook at your creative channel rather than still looking at creative as something which is let me just you know take these 100 keywords and adapt messaging for these 100 keywords for example right right and while you cited the example of a gym chain whose messaging was probably not on point or was non contextual in the moment uh, could you you know share examples of some brands that you think are doing a fabulous job when it comes to acing their personalization strategy i've always been a huge fan of uh, sephora and uh, sephora whether you look at what they do even in store their personalization level is extreme right because mm-hmm. they have people dedicated to understanding your needs and giving you the right product right. but when it comes to how they've merged online and offline because in the sephora app when you put it on in the store you can have a store mode that gives you additional recommendations based right. on what you just see you know what you've done right. that's one side of it the second side of it is that you know even it looks at the the recommendation and i've always found that sephora the recommendation engine how it works is really really good right. um and it always tends to give you things that that you even when they do the they have certain gift items that you can add so let's say you order for online mm-hmm. it will give you three or four things that you can add for free like samplers right. but even those are always pretty relevant to what your purchase history has been right. it's not just a sample for the sake of a sample you know right. so i think sephora is one of the brands where they've also which is why they have uh, customers who are so loyal to them and why their loyalty program really works so for right. me that's one of the the biggest examples mm-hmm. the second i mean we all know about amazon but i'll say that amazon you know even compared to netflix and mm-hmm. compared to a lot of online uh uh, uh services definitely the hyper personalization that amazon has is much much higher right uh because they have so much data that they've analyzed for such a long period of time that Correct. most of the stuff that they recommend is always very pointed towards an individual and that's really where personalization is really changing right, right. we went from direct marketing which was one is to one to an era of mass media that mm-hmm. we went to digital and now personalization or hyper personalization is pretty much going back to that one to one marketing that existed way back when true very true 
And uh, it was interesting that you cited the example of uh, Sephora. Now, even in our experience working with a lot of e-commerce platforms, we realized that the importance of a very, very well-rounded recommendation engine cannot be downplayed because that essentially becomes your tool to ensure that uh, your customers or your users are receiving exactly what they want. It's shortening paths to conversion. Um, it's going to yeah. help them bring them back to your website or app. So it is uh, its value cannot be uh, downgraded at all. Right. And I think another important aspect in this is that when, when you talk about a recommendation engine or hyper-personalization strategies, those recommendations don't just stop on the homepage or on the app. It's something that has to happen at multiple digital touch points whether you're leveraging email, SMS, push notifications, I think that's something that brands also ought to focus on. Right. I think some of the challenges there uh, are that uh, a lot of this journey orchestration does require investment in tools. Correct. And definitely not uh, not everybody today has invested in tools to that level. Right. But it is really important because when you think about marketing today, Correct. to do marketing without having the right, uh, not that technology mm-hmm. drives marketing, but marketing, technology is the backbone of marketing, let's true, say. True. And so when you want to sync up this journey orchestration to say, if I've sent you an SMS and you're not responded, but I'm, I will not give you the same notification when you log into my app, you know, I've got right. to think about why you haven't responded Correct. and what else should I give you instead that's going to make a difference. Right, right. No, that's very true because at the end of the day, you know, your users or your customers are looking for value and... Uh, yeah. You know, the faster you deliver it to them and the more contextual you make your messaging, the greater the chances of them sticking by you and you getting the chance to drive up your user attention and loyalty. So, um, Namrata, we spoke about personalization and how it's critical for brands to focus on that. But a lot of personalization depends upon the amount of data that users are comfortable sharing with a brand. Now, where do you think brands need to draw the line between personalization and over-personalization? Um, I think that's a great question because if you increasingly look at the scenario where people are worried about what brands are doing with their data right. uh, and the fact that obviously there is regulation now increasingly coming in every you know across the world on how you can extract data. We've also seen examples of you know studies that have been done that say that mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people... Uh, find certain things very creepy. So, for right. example, there was this uh, Accenture study that mm-hmm. showed that 41% of people fi- would find it very creepy if they got a text from a brand while they were walking by okay. the store. Okay. So, these are things that, you know, or for example, 35% of people actually found it creepy to find ads on social media with items that you browsed on a website now this is something that everybody does but i think the fact is that we have to be aware that people are asking a lot more questions right uh, and the shift therefore to zero party data or Mm. understanding data that is declared by customers is going to become increasingly important right and i do think that if you if you do your own thinking around your messaging and understand that the does it sound 
creepy or does it sound actually useful you right. know that's a that's a place to start in the absence of not knowing whether your customer appreciates this messaging or not right uh, certainly with zero party data and getting customers to give you information you also understand what they want to give you and what they don't want to give you Correct. right but one of the big challenges i think with personalization today is a lack of uh, knowing when to stop mm-hmm. you know it's like brands continue to uh, let's say have these shopping carts and things and messages following you around for several weeks uh, but probably it needs some data modeling to understand at what point that curve starts going downwards you know where people stop responding to that kind of messaging right. so knowing when to stop can also be driven by data and we need to invest as much in that as we invest in understanding customers and segmentation and messaging and all of that no very true and very interesting point so i think you know a marketer is akin to a child in a candy store when you have so much data and so many granular yeah. insights to play with um one yeah. can tend to get carried away and would not know when to stop press uh, press pause on the entire personalization game plan so uh, yeah. very interesting uh, observations there and uh, that actually brings me to my final question for this episode uh, we've seen so much evolve over the last 5 6 years when it comes to martech when it comes to multi channel marketing automation when it comes to predictive analytics where do you think namrata the industry is headed now what do you think is the future of digital and mobile marketing one big area that i that i see and that obviously everybody sees is the role of ai right but right. i think the, for me the the adoption of ai is not only about uh, you know this the ad serving or making it more efficient mm-hmm. but it's also going back into understanding what is that marketing data telling you to go back and optimize your product or your right. service right. so today a lot of ai is focused on how customers are responding mm-hmm. and how do we therefore segment them better and how do we target them better but we've got to start also looking at things in which brands can will change their supply chains they will change the kind of physical outlet they have mm-hmm. or they will change the kind of uh, features they have in their applications as right. a direct result of what that data is telling us the data has to start flowing the other way mm-hmm. right that's one and i think the second of course is that um, a lot of the uh, the programmatic side mm-hmm. where we see challenges in the way that you don't understand whether the ad is actually sold to a person you don't understand what is the fraud level or there is a high fraud level certainly and increasingly brands are getting into it that's another area where i think ai will play a big role okay. in trying to understand whether there are actually humans and eyeballs uh, seeing your marketing campaign Okay. Right so far while we've had safety scores and safety metrics it's still not to the level that you're able to really understand literally how much of your money was spent in the wrong places so i think that's Correct. the other area where a lot of things will change okay. from the media side of things all right uh and the third um change i think is the what i spoke about in terms of predictive personalization mm-hmm. but also going across the board on every channel so not right. just let's say it's not just about amazon right so right. for today if i log on to a brand which is online store and they have an online website i much don't do any predictive uh serving on content 
right. it is content personalization that's also going to make a big change true so why true. would i continuously see the same home page for a store or for a hotel that you know we go to the marriott website we see the same one uh, that would be another change that would happen where content personalization is not only around social media but it's also mm-hmm. around more your true because at the end of the day every time a user visits uh, a website or launches an app they would want to see something that's contextual to them yeah yeah i think it's it, and you know when we talk about context it it, it is so as i said when going back to one is to one is fundamentally hard to understand that right because True. you need a lot of data to build in that context and would you really effectively change that uh, that app for every single person or would you still do it on batches so those are things that we still have Correct. to see but it is there are lots of tools out there that enable it today True. i think what's missing so far is a lot of focus has been on the advertising side of things but it right. has to start flowing back into brand products and these are typically brand products who are not tech startups and when they are mm-hmm. tech startups they already have this in green but we're going to see that change on the other businesses now no no that makes a lot of sense and um, i think our listeners are going to benefit a lot from the cutting edge insights that you've provided today namrita thank you so much for making the time it's been an absolute pleasure hosting you thank you so much pratyut it's been a good chat uh, please stay safe and absolutely stay home. you too and uh, we shall definitely reconnect when the lockdown is not in order definitely thank you thank, thank you, you so much you.